going on, man? How you doing? We got Inside Suit Man today. <laughs> That's right. Dude, I have so much Insight stuff. I love Insight. <laughs> Band is awesome. Um, Band is yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, so much stuff. Thanks to the fine folks at uh, Mission 2, but also thanks to um, my wallet. <laughs> well, with that, why don't, why don't we get started? So um, welcome to Something to Do, a podcast devoted exclusively to discussion and devotion of two of our favorite bands, Husker Du and The Replacements. Each episode, we'll be nerding out about all aspects of two of the most influential bands in the pantheon of American rock acts. I'm Jude, and this is my co-host, Greg. What's up, Greg? You know what, man? I mean, as of today, it's a nice day um, here in suburban Philadelphia. It's borderline warm out. And, you know, for those listening, we're recording this uh, in the middle of December. So it's kind of nuts. Like, I took a walk this morning and I was wearing like a big sweatshirt. And I was like, oh, man, I'm getting like kind of warm. Which is weird because it's supposed to snow this week. Yeah. How about you? Chilling. Same. Yeah. Can't believe it's been like, so this is the end of the end of the year. So this is like kind of, um, this project, right? This podcast is something that you and I had talked about for years. And then we finally were able to make it happen starting this 2020 was the year. Yeah. 2020 is weird. Cause like, there's a lot of shit that happened. Um, but I know for me personally, like I've had a lot of cool stuff happen. We'll get into some of that later, but you know, it's, it's kind of making the best of the situation, like what's going on. And, you know, one hand, I don't want to like date the podcast. Like I would like for people to be able to listen, you know, for as long as these are up and they can go listen in a while. And, you know, so I kind of, you know, I'm weary sometimes of like talking like pandemic, but this is like a moment in history. Yeah. It's not a little blip. Like now we're almost at a year of Mm -hmm. like living this way. So it is what it is. It's of the times, but um, you know, anybody that's around now is going to remember like 2020 as that year, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, like I want to, like we're hoping to, I know we say this every time, but like once the holidays are over, we're, we're hoping to, um, you know, I would love to do two of these a month. Yeah. Um, it's just getting the, you know, this time of year is tough for scheduling and things. And, you know, I have where it went podcast that, Which is you know, awesome. that one's way more interview based. So I know we've talked about it before, but you know, to wrangle these interviews and it's, it takes a lot of time. So, um, this is a lot less stressful for me and, um, it's fun and we get to hang out. So I'm stoked. And, uh, what are we talking about today? Yeah. So this week we're going to discuss the recently reissued box set of please to meet me by the replacements. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked on this. And, you know, originally I was like, ah, we already did a please to meet me episode. So we're not going to take like a super deep dive into, you know, the recording and all that because we did that. So definitely check out uh, that episode. Um, I want to say it was episode four, three, Um, I think three or four. Yeah. It was one of our first ones. I should know this, shouldn't I? (laughs) Um, But 
it was episode three. So yeah, check check out episode great. check out episode three um, for like a deeper dive into the actual record itself. Yeah, and like the history of the recording and like everything with Bob leaving the band and then recording at Ardent with Jim Dickinson and yeah, like it's. Um, I thought it was a good listen, and it was one of our first ones too. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to think we've gotten better, but it's still a good listen. Yeah. So um, I guess first let's say um, what's new. Yeah. So um, if listeners will remember Bob Mayer, who was a guest on our podcast on um, over the summer, um, recently was uh, nominated for a Grammy, which is pretty huge. If you haven't, uh, it's a good opportunity for us to plug it, but you should go check out that interview that we did with Bob Mayer. Do you yeah. want to say a little bit more about his Grammy nomination, Greg? Yes, yeah, so he was so I never understood the timeline for Grammys because the it's for Dead Man's Pop. Right, sorry for which came, which came out in the end in the last quarter of 19 2019, but I guess the way that it goes is like so in other words, you know, Please to Meet Me isn't eligible yet, so I'm hoping that he gets another nomination That'd for awesome. this one. So Dead Man's Pop which I want to do an episode on as well um, where we discuss the, like we're doing today where we break down the vinyl LP, you know, yeah. we talk about the whole box, but um, you know, we'll break down the, the vinyl that comes with it, which is those Matt Wallace mixes yeah. uh, the, of the album, but it's really well put together. And um, uh, you know, much like this box that it's sort of constructed in the same way you get a vinyl LP of alternate mixes, you get three CDs, you get a big booklet with it with, you know, Bob Meir is just incredible with the way mm -hmm. he puts these things together and the liner notes and it's, it's a package to behold. So yeah. if for some reason you're listening and you haven't gotten dead man's pop, pick it up. It's still available. Yeah. Like I think and through all the places, Rhino, we probably say this every episode, but also if you haven't read Bob Mayer's book, Trouble Boys, you absolutely must. It's something we reference on every single episode. Um, and it's just an incredible read. Yeah. And, and I mean, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do half of this podcast yeah. literally if it weren't for that book. Yeah. And I mean, to come back to your earlier point, Craig, it's, it's amazing. But um, I mean, I think the Grammy, like nomination came at just the appropriate time. I mean, it's evident to everyone that Bob Mayer got nominated for the Grammy very shortly after he was interviewed on our podcast. So that's what really kind of brought. <laughs> it is. Brought, <laughs> we know that the, the Grammy, Grammy committee. Is committee. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought I was like, I figured when he came on, I was like, Oh, I see what he's doing. He wants that Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 awesome, and you know I have a few box sets, and I mean these are some of the nicest ones I've ever seen. Um, they look great on a record shelf, which is always a plus. And um, I love anything where there's like a book with it and notes. So before, I guess, what else do we have here? Well, we, we, you know, again, we do apologize for the delay and I feel like we do this every, everyone, but my new year's resolution is to try and get this back to bi-monthly. Yeah. Weekly was great, but just for me with the other, with doing two podcasts, 
I, I need to, um, you know, juggle or else I'm just going to be talking all day and I don't need to talk all day. <laughs> no one needs to hear me talk that much. Um, also, uh, yeah, Bob's blue prophecy came true. Yes. So this is actually our first post election recording. And, um, like we talked about in the blue hearts episode, Bob had mentioned before that, Hey, I decided to call the album, you know, have blue in the title because the last time I did that, uh, you know, the, the country went blue yeah. and, uh, here we are. Although some people will disagree and think that it <laughs> didn't happen and, and, you know, petition that he changed the name to red hearts, but, uh, it ain't happening. No, Supreme so, Court's going to strike that one down. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was really cool, honestly. And, uh, yeah. you know, and the last episode was, we recorded that like the Sunday before election day and, you know, mm-hmm. it was, it was crazy. And, and, you know, not to get too far into this, but like it was nuts on Tuesday night going to bed and being like, oh man, this doesn't look good. Not kind of thinking about vote counting and mail. Yeah. Cause we're just so used to before you had like such a good idea by the time, you know, you went to bed on Tuesday night. So it was a nice surprise. And I know here in my area, there was like fireworks and <laughs> like people on, on the Saturday when, uh, you know, it was declared, you know, unofficially, but it was like declared. Yeah. Um, people were stoked. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I, we, we all owe a debt of thanks to Bob. Uh, so if you, um, you know, didn't get the record somehow, you should probably buy it. Yeah. Definitely one of the best albums to come out this year. Speaking of records, actually. So Greg and I mentioned often on this podcast that we, used to tour in a hardcore band together called one up. Um, and remember those times very fondly. It's a really foundational aspect of our friendship and our friendship with our other friends who are in the band. Some exciting music. music. Yes, that's right. Good call. One of the songs uh, and our, our exit music as well. Yeah. Eagle eared listeners will note that. Um, so the one up record, the whole discography is going to get pre, uh, going to get pressed on vinyl from hell, hell minded records in summer of 2021. Yeah, which is something I've wanted to have done with this discography for like 10 years at least. Um, So I'm really excited. Hellminded, for people who don't know, it's a New Jersey-based label. Really cool, up-and-coming. Awesome bands on there. Yeah, they have like, um, so far I think they have four releases that are out. Uh, They have a a 7-inch by a band called School Drugs, which is like, early 80s style yeah. punk thrashy hardcore it's really like good listeners of this podcast would be into that band yeah like it's 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 good good punk rock um and then they have a 12 inch by a band called cross keys from philadelphia which um has some friends of mine in it um that were in bands like uh kill the man who questions from philadelphia if you remember them like Bo. Mm-hmm. And um, Halo of Snakes. Halo of Snakes was the singer Josh, and the drummer uh, Dave Wagenschutz was in Lifetime, who we uh, talked yeah. about before, <laughs> and Kid Dynamite, and Ink and Dagger, um, and Good Riddance. Like he's been in a ton of bands, and he's a sick drummer. And uh, yeah. they have a really cool record called Saviors, 
And that's like, uh, I think the fans of the more melodic stuff uh, that we do, uh, or that, I'm sorry, that we talk about here, like your, your later Hooskers, later replacements, will, will dig that. Um, also got Honey's on there, Jay Laughlin's band. From yes, so they, so, so they don't have a record yet. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think of what else is released that people can check out, hellmindedrecords.com. Yeah. Um, they have um, – uh, oh, Second Arrows is more yeah. like um, – more on the, like, metallic hardcore tip. Yeah. But uh, it's got some – it's kind of rocking. Like, it has that, like, if you like Every Time I Die, which I think one of the guys was in Every Time I Die. Um, yeah. It's, like, got that vibe to it. Shades Apart. And, and then, of course, my favorite release so far is – yeah, Shades Apart, yeah. Um, who I think fans of like later Husker Du and Sugar um, will definitely enjoy. You know, it's their first album in almost 20 years, and it's great. It's good, yeah. like, uh, card power, power poppy type stuff. Um, and what else is coming up on it? No Escape? No, yeah, Tim Singer, man. Um, yeah, No Escape, which has... Um, uh, the Tim, yeah, it's got singer Tim, Tim Singer from Dead Guy and Dead Guy uh, Kissing and, Goodbye. Yes. Also currently singer of uh Bitter Branches. Yes, friends of ours, Bitter Branches. Um, so a lot of cool stuff. You know, we're kind of going off on tangent. And Hell Minded Records, shout out to my other podcast, Where It Went. If you listen, there's a commercial and you can hear snippets of uh the stuff they have to offer. Yeah. And don't tell anyone I told you, but there's a secret code to get some money off if you order. So <laughs> check out the commercial, check out Hell Minded. But yeah, our discography, it's going to be called Many Miles Long, and uh, it's going to have all our stuff on it and some cool surprises. Yeah. Speaking of records too, I shout wanted to record. give a shout yeah. out to friend of the pod and previous guest, um, Sal Canestra, has. Um, a new album it's a solo album which man i always admire people that can do a solo album yeah i i they have the talent which you know he has um and it's called plenty of music he actually got cds pressed and i gotta say this like i don't buy cds really anymore um you know i go vinyl but in this case i was like well i'm gonna buy the cd it's sad yeah. you know i can play it in the car and uh through you know and what's cool is that um sal made it so you, you can't can't stream this on spotify or apple just yet but it's on Bandcamp, mm -hmm. and uh you know Bandcamp. I feel like I'm so behind on it. Cause like, I'm just now like, dude, band camp's really cool. Yeah. Like I feel like when I worked at the CVS pharmacy and the pharmacist was super into map quest, <laughs> like it like blew his mind. He's like, you can put in any place and it will take you there. <laughs> like that's how I am with band camp. I'm like, it's great. The artists get a cut, but like you can stream it you can buy merch. And, um, so he's got this, uh, tw 12 song CD uh and it's if you check out his name sal canestra uh c-a-n-n-e-s-t-r-a dot bandcamp.com you can order the cd 
you can order the files, you can stream it yeah. and it's good. And, and you know, there was, it's funny. You should. You should. Yeah, you should. Yeah. And, and, and Sal, you know, we talked on uh, the Dag Nasty board that we mentioned. Um, you know, he kind of bristles at the term power pop. So I don't, I don't want to say it's power pop, but it's just if you like the replacements and you like yeah. the later Husker do, I mean, you're going to like it. He's got a real talent for writing catchy songs. Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of, you know, uh, Pete Donnelly from the Figs is on here. A lot of his friends from previous bands. And, um, you know, it's just a cool looking CD. Sal's a great dude. Um, and yeah check it out support support these small artists that right now you know can't really play shows yeah and uh, are releasing music um and it was actually to tie it into today's episode it was mastered by justin perkins oh. who mastered the please to meet me box set that there we you go well, so i get like a the the title of the record plenty of music like i get like a kind of like it's I, I love it it's just great i don't want to yeah no attempt it's, it's, to it's a great name for an album. It is. And uh, so I'm really stoked on it. I'm stoked that he uh, got it out. He, and what's cool is he made, there's a couple videos he made that are on YouTube that uh, his son, who's named Milo, uh, that he helped him with. And I just think that's super awesome. He's got like yeah. a, I think his kid's like uh, the same, around the same age as my oldest, like a early teenager. And uh, it's a family affair. That's cool, man. Love it. Love it. So, well, next we right. typically do the uh, Do You Remember where we offer corrections, but I don't think we got anything wrong. In fact, we even predicted the election. Yeah. So, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So, check. Moving right on. All right. Um, yeah. So, like Jude said before, you know, as far as our, um, as far as our uh, situation, with um what we normally do background of the album how we discovered it check out episode three yeah and so, with that maybe we'll get on to the track by track yeah well let's talk a little about the box itself okay. yeah that's that's a good call because we don't need to do like a whole history of the right the album and stuff like that so the box itself um you know, and we've had a couple months to live with it. Um, and for those who don't have it, I, I think there's some available. So I went and did the full on deluxe package and I got to say it was worth it. Um, so it comes with the, you know, the box itself that'll be on the streaming services. If you want to check it out, it's much like dead man's pop. It's got one vinyl LP. And that vinyl LP is what we're going to do our track by track. Mm -hmm. It's the rough mixes of the album. In some case, which we'll talk about there, it seems like they're alternate takes because there's some yeah, different lyrics. They have to be. Um, but, you know, per the notes, it was recorded in the end of 86 um, with Jim Dickinson. So then it comes with three CDs, just like Dead Man's Pop. Uh, Please to Meet Me, 2020 Remaster with bonus tracks that are uh, rare single only tracks. None of that's been previously unreleased, although the 2020 master is new. And like Jude and I were saying uh, before we started recording, like you can, you can hear the difference. It's 
Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, the second disc is the Blackberry Way demos. And uh, a lot of those are previously unreleased. Um, and some include Bob Stinson. You know, we talked about that was his last mm -hmm. uh, sessions with the band were those demos. Um, I would love maybe in the future when we do the demos, rarities, episodes, to break down these demos. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I yeah. would like to, to dig in, but not today. And then finally, the third CD is the 13 song rough mixes that are also on the vinyl, but also uh, some outtakes and alternatives, uh, alternates. And uh, a lot of those are previously unreleased too. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the way it comes, it's got this beautiful photos uh, and a big booklet with notes from uh, Bob Muir. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that like, you know, you, you just, you want to pour over, like you want to have a copy of it. Right. And I haven't even really, like I've listened to it, but I haven't really had the chance to like pour over and look through the liner notes a ton. Like yeah. I've looked through them, um, but it's, it's worth it. And like, you, I think the deluxe, God, it came with all this stuff, man. It came you got with, like a placemat. And yeah. Like <laughs> it came with a placemat, which on some of the replacements, um, Paul Westerberg, I think one of the board, the groups I'm in on Facebook, someone went to Staples and had it laminated. Oh, wow. And uh, I think that's what I'm going to do to keep it safe because it's yeah. not, you can't it's like fold paper it up. like a, like in a ball, like from a bar or something like a diner. Right. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do that, but it came with a, like a patch, um, a big bumper sticker, a cassette. I think this was a Rhino exclusive, a cassette of an interview with, uh, Paul. Oh, wow. Um, from that time period, which was, I think, previously released on uh, like a promo, you know, mm -hmm. back in the 80s, they would do this promo like vinyl where it's like a triple LP, but it's like an interview and then a couple songs and stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, it made me wish my cassette player worked for some reason it stopped working uh. um, on my stereo. Yeah. You and I, you and I have to talk. I probably just did something in the back. <laughs> because <laughs> you're the one that helped me set up my stereo but yeah i don't know i don't know anything but yeah it has the cassette and it came with a t-shirt and a tote bag cool so yeah pretty cool but um you know when you listen to the bob Meir interview hey i hope they make another one of these next year i don't know what for yeah um but you know like bob said if people buy it they're gonna make it so buy it if, you know, if you have to wait till after the holidays for, you know, grandma to give you some scratch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just do it. Uh, it's cool. But yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll get into the track by track of the Please to Meet Me rough mixes. Let's do it. All right. Kick it. So the first track is Valentine. What are your thoughts on this one, Greg? So this was your. Uh, this was my my this is my number one song off the off the album, yeah, off the original like the original mix, the one that we know and have, you know, access to as listeners before this reissue. Um, yeah, so I want to get your opinion first. Yeah, so I don't want to take the talking stick away from you, but um, so huge fan of this song. I'm already hearing. I'm not sure if it's just because it was a different take or because it was um, the way that this was mixed, but I'm already hearing more in different guitar parts. And there's what sounds like a Hammond organ in the background, like around like two thirds into the song. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was my notes too. Is it yeah. organ in the background, which I think is a it's a nice touch. It yeah. adds something. And I'm wondering if that's if I recall correctly, um, Jim Dickinson added all this stuff, and then I think they wanted some of it taken out. So I wonder if that's like one of those things where it was added and they said, uh, "Yeah, we don't want that." Yeah, yeah, it's like the opposite of the Phil Spector production or whatever. I'll let it be. <laughs> does, it, does it sound? See, I should have done. I I, I wanted to experience it through the vinyl, which I don't have two turntables. I have a microphone, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't do like a side by side. Yeah, and for some reason, my brain like it doesn't. I don't know. Anyway, so I was like, is it slower than the album one? Yeah, I want to get into that because a couple, this song and a couple of the other songs that appear on the original, like the, you know, the album, proper version of the album, sound like they're like a couple BPM slower. Like it sounds like the, that's my take. Listeners, feel free to respond and chime in. Yeah, please. Like there's, there's people like, so yeah, like I'm thinking somebody like, like for instance, like that knows about recording, like Sal. Right. So Sal, help us out. Are these, you know, anybody that knows, hit us up. Like, you know, we're not experts. I, I don't know. I've been in a recording studio. I've recorded a lot of stuff, but you know, I don't know how the sausage is made or, or whatever the saying is like, you know what I mean? Like I just <laughs> yeah, do yeah, my, yeah. do what I do, but um, yeah, it's cool. That organ is cool. It has like a, like a, you know, would it be Tom Petty? Like it has, like has yeah. that kind of vibe. Which I'm wondering, didn't didn't Benmont Tench play? Yeah, Beaumont Tench. Yeah, Beaumont. Yeah, is it Beaumont or Benmont? Uh, someone else can correct us and send us an angry DM. I'm sure <laughs> on, on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, by the way. Yeah, That's something to do podcast. Um, yeah, it's cool. I like it. I like it. it, but it definitely sounds like a hair slower to me, but I don't know if it's Yeah, just... which I think works really well for this song, right? It's a love song. I do too. Yeah, and but there's like, with... there's, there's like a, so this song and a, a lot of the songs, there's something about the, that's, there's a little bit more intensity to the versions that you might be familiar with. Agreed. Proper album. So next we got Nevermind. So go ahead, Greg. Oh yeah, go ahead. So I feel like the acoustic guitar really seems to pop more on this version. Yep. Um, It has that chiming like birds, you know, Mm -hmm, like a jangly, like trebly. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. And, and Tommy's bass. So one thing I noticed on a lot of songs that, and it will come up uh, is Tommy's bass seems to be pretty, high in the mix uh i'm hearing a lot more at least when i you know i've been listening i had been listening on mp3 or spotify or whatever you want to call it and then you know finally cracked open the vinyl so maybe it's a vinyl thing but man it was like nice you got to really hear his bass playing and his bass playing is sick yeah yeah agreed um yeah, this one also like again, it feels like it's just just a hair slower, so the kind of intensity for it is like a little dialed down. Um, but I don't, 
I don't think that makes the, takes anything away from the song. You can hear more of like the there's like more guitar parts going on. You can hear Tommy's bass more. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, the version of um, "Never Lose That Feeling" that's on a solo Adam Franklin album. If folks are fans of the band Swerve Driver. Um, it's not that like much of a disparity between the two versions, but you know, the original never lose that feeling is like a pretty driving yeah, fast song. And there's like a, um, you know, really kind of really awesome, but like kind of bedroom version, like bedroom recording version of it on a solo Adam Franklin album. Um, I thought that kind of like, you know, no, go ahead. I was just saying, I thought that a lot of the stuff here, had a little more of an REM feel to it. Ah. Like a lot of the, there was a lot of instances where they, were, they turned up the, the like acoustic guitar in the back and it gave me that like, you know, Peter Buck uh, REM feel. So yeah. I wonder, I do wonder if they were like, nah, we gotta, we gotta cut that out. I mean, who knows, you know, if someone yeah. knows, but um, yeah, this, I love this mix, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like so far, both, uh, both of these are, um, really cool like it's you know it's it's always tough when there's these alternate mixes when you're so used to a version um you don't you have to kind of put yourself in the mindset where you're not here to replace what you have this is like a supplement yeah true and also just looked it up definitely 100 ben montanch you were right about that okay great is it him playing the organ or you looked up the name? Oh, good question. No, it's, def- it's definitely what his name is. Okay. <laughs> but past that, <laughs> listeners, feel free to chime in. Yeah. Um, we only do cursory research here. And <laughs> do podcast. Yeah. We're like, oh, we've had six weeks to research. <laughs> <laughs> we're just fans, man. You know? Yeah. Like we're just, but, uh, you know, they didn't teach me this in school. So I got to, I got to kind of brush up, but yeah. Um, both of these so far. So next birthday is gal. birthday gal, which is the first song on here that was not included on the original album. Yeah. What you thinking? Dude, this song's awesome. It could be on the original album. Like I don't, I'm curious to know what the creative decision was to not include this one. And honestly, potentially controversial opinion, I would take this song over Shootin' Dirty Pool or the album version of Nightclub Jitters. Like give it a re-record, maybe like a little bit more intensity or like kind of remix it so it fits more with like, you know, the the kind of in your face like tracks like IOU. But it's kind of got like a, it's kind of got like a, an, like a vibe of like the song like Attitude from uh, um, All, All Shook Down. down. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Greg? That's funny. I wrote my notes here say great track. And then I said, this is where we differ. I said, to me, it doesn't fit the feel of the album. I said it more hints towards the future. So towards don't tell a soul. And like you mentioned, um, all shook down. Like I could have seen this song, uh, being on, on those records. Um, I think maybe, like, again, this is all speculation. My take was they probably were like, well, we got Nightclub Jitters, which is, you know, on the more mellow side. We got Skyway, 
which is on the more mellow side. And I think they wanted to still come out the gate with like a pretty loud rock and roll record. Yeah. That's my assumption as to why they decided maybe not to go with that one. Now, why they didn't choose that instead of, you know, maybe nightclub jitters. um, Even though I love that song. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe they wanted to add a little, because nightclub jitters is different than anything they've ever done. I, I could see that. Like when I think about like when I pan back and in 2020 think about the replacements entire catalog, I'm like the song birthday gal fits on please to meet me. But then if you think about this, they're, they're writing the album. That's the follow up to Tim. You're like that, that might be a little bit of a leap for listeners, but this song has the line in it. Don't tell a soul. Right. Which that's probably why subconsciously I was like, this sounds like it'll be more on don't tell a soul, but also, you got to keep in mind, too, this was their first record as a trio. Yeah. Well, their only record as a trio. You know, right. they, and I think that they definitely, you know, we, it's talked about in trouble, but they knew they had something to prove because Tim kind of got their foot in the door and they had the other one in the gutter. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they, I think that they, they, to me, I just think it, didn't, it doesn't fit the feel looking here. Yeah, because it's like, and I can't imagine that as a third track either no. um, on the record. But great song. Like, glad it exists. Glad to hear this mix. Yeah. So next up, we got Alex Chilton. All right, Alex Chilton. So I love this song. Um, this version is different. This one, I think, is is there's a lot of differences. There's different lyrics, which, you know, Jude and I talked about before we recorded, I believe I'm assuming that these rough mixes are also, some of these are like alternate takes, like obviously because it's the song's different. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it's not like they just took the original and, and remixed it. There's, they must've remixed or I'm sorry, rough mixed like a different take. Right. I mean, there's clearly different lyrics. Right. And, and the, unless they slow, I mean, I know this album was recorded analog, unless they slowed it down, it's slower than the original version. I'm positive of that. I don't need yeah, to. It, no, it is. Definitely. To prove that one. But <laughs> cause it's, it's, it's got a little less of the urgency and the like, you know, kind of upbeat feel of the original version that, you know. Yeah, it, I agree. It's, it's, I, I will say that like um still got all the melody, it's still super catchy, it's still a great Yeah, song. it is. But I like the album. This is one where I'm like I like the uh uh album version more. Yeah. Like I can say that out the gate. Um But I'm really know. glad we have this one. Absolutely. But definitely like the album version more. Um but you know it's a great a great song's a great song, even in its like, you know. The hallmark of the of, of a great song is the fact that even with these different versions and mixes and demos, the meat of the of the song is still there. Yeah. And the the feel of it, it still has the same kind of feel. Um so, it's like yeah, when it's, you listen to like you listen to like the you know, the Phil Spector like Let It Be, and then you listen to like the Let It Be Naked, and you're like, it's still great. Like, but it's just a different... Right. It's just a whole different take and, and literally. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Um, up next. 
Election Day. Election Day. Here you really hear Paul's background with blues music in this one. I feel like he really kind of lets that rip on this song. There's also probably the most political the replacements ever got ever um despite yeah. the song but despite the song title right it's also like you know the the refrain in the song is i don't care who got elected but but this is to my knowledge this is the like the the deepest into politics they ever i think so and uh which is fine like i don't i don't listen to the replacements because i want politics like you know i it, it, you, you made me think of in the you know, the filmage documentary with descendants. Yeah. And I may have mentioned this on here before or not. So I'm sorry if I'm, you know, when we talked about politics, but you know, Bill Stevens said some said something to the effect of like, well, I'm not really, you know, I don't really write about politics. Like why am I going to, when there's already people doing it better than I am, there's already, you know, people can listen to dead Kennedys or, you know, later on he mentioned, you know, rise against that he records with um, because they know their shit. Yeah. And I'm not saying these guys, but they, it's just not their thing. So yeah, I, I, we're not listening to the replacements to, to learn about, you know, you know, we're not expecting them to write a song like holiday in Cambodia. Or yeah. Something. Or even like, like who's do like, you know, a song about the chat, like gentrification and like divide and conquer or something like that. Like you're not, that's not why you're going to the replacements. Right. Like who's do. Yeah. Especially in the early days. Um, but I mean, as we've seen with Bob's fantastic new record, yeah. he's still writing that stuff, but I'm not expecting that from the replacements. Um, I put here to me, this song is it's a cool song, clearly a B side. Yeah. Like, like I see why they were like, eh, this probably shouldn't go on the record. Yeah. Like it's, it's a B side and, yeah. uh, it functions great. And, you know, I think what some people may think b-side automatically has a negative connotation it doesn't it just means it doesn't really fit the record so i mean some there's a lot of bands where they have b-sides that are some of their best material yeah you know like um you know like i'm thinking of like a band like that i love like oasis yeah 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 the song yes by oasis is a b-side and it's like one of their the best songs they ever wrote but for whatever reason, you know, it wasn't on the record. But to me, this song's clearly like a B-side. Yeah. 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 I feel like that was like, I don't know, like Elliot Smith or something. Like has like a ton of amazing B-sides that are not on the album proper. Yeah. Like it's funny. We, I was in um, one of my favorite records from this year was by a band called Be Well uh, that has, you know, they were like a melodic hardcore band really emotional lyrics it's their first record you know they were in a bunch of uh bands like bane and fairweather and darkest hour and battery whom i loved um i love bane too i like really like all the bands anyway they shared some b-sides um last night there was a record release um zoom zoom yeah and and they shared some b-sides and those songs were great but again, it's like they didn't necessarily fit the record yeah. is what I'm getting at. So that's what happens, I think, a lot of times with bands is that, you know, you have a vision for what you want the record to be and you write these songs and sometimes they fit and sometimes they don't. 
Well, yeah, this is actually a great segue into the discussion of the next track, Kick It In, because I have a question for you that you might know the answer to, and if you don't, then I would like to pose this question to our listeners. Um, I think the song Kick It In is also a great track. It's, in, in my mind, it's not as good as Birthday Gal, which is a song I really like. Um, so um, I would, and, and I would take Kick It In on the album over the the album version of nightclub jitters i like nightclub jitters i don't mean to keep like trashing it on this episode but i know um, matt i'm just saying matt, like some of the go go ahead matt reliant's gonna be pissed off oh it's his no favorite, his favorite song on the album <laughs> sorry matt <laughs> otherwise you know um i'm yeah. gonna have to pour out some root beer for matt oh sorry matt um uh you know diff- difference of opinions um kick it in to me, sounds like an early version of the song what of what became Asking Me Lies with like the drums and like the one that like opening part of it. If anybody has any background on that, Greg or anyone else, it sounds like they took Kick It In and they were like, let's just kind of keep kind of drafting this one a little bit. And then, you know, it later on ends up Asking Me Lies. I can see that. I'm going to have to do some digging um, as well. But if somebody knows... Um, Hit us up. Yeah. And I'm sure it's probably like, it's in the liner notes. I know, I know. I know, I have Like I said, I got to really like (laughs) dig in. Um, But yeah, it's, so my take on Kick It In, which, um, yeah, Kick It In was not even like, um, I'm trying to think of when that, so they demoed it at Blackberry Way. It is on the demos. Uh, It wasn't released as a B-side as far as um, singles from this record go. I think it fits the feel of the record. And I actually wrote, you know, that personally I would have liked this on the album in place of shooting dirty pool. That was my, that was my weakest link on the album. Don't hate the song, but I don't love it. So to me, kick it in. I'm like, Oh, this is a much better song. This, This would have fit great. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. It's kind of got that. Yeah. It's kind of got that feel. I could totally see that. Yeah, like I, I, but I can also see that maybe they decided to fine tune it and change it and do, you know, asking me lies. Yeah. Um, so, if this, if we were using the turntable, we'd be flipping the record over. So that was no, the, end got, of the first yeah. side. So what's what's our lead off track on side two? We got red red wine. In no way affiliated with the UB40 version <laughs> of the song that has a different title. Um, but yeah, it's good. Um, I think it's a, uh, I like Red Red One. Um, I think it's good. It's, I think there's kind of nuanced distinctions between this and the original album version. Um, but it's otherwise, it's otherwise great. How about you? Yeah, I, I thought uh, the chorus, um, or not the chorus, like right as it's going into the chorus, they either, to me, but again, I really have to do a side by side with the 2020 remaster for the album, but it seemed like the Tommy's bass was turned uh, a bit higher or the guitars were turned lower or both. Yeah. Uh, I really felt and heard that bass and he's doing some really cool stuff on this track, but the backup vocals seem to be mixed a lot lower, mm. which yeah, yeah, I yeah. always, I always loved on the original, you know, the backups, the red, red wine. Um, yeah, it's like a barroom rager. Yeah, like yelling, and and I thought that sounded turned down to me. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, so next up, then we have The Ledge. Greg, this was your favorite song from the OG mix. So I'd like to hear, what are your thoughts on this, this version of it? So, yeah, this song, this is, this, this is a cool version of this. Uh, I feel it, it has a little, it's a little more sparse sounding, I think, than the final mix. But yeah. there's lots of those chiming guitars. Mm-hmm. I don't think you hear as much in the final mix. And the way that this mix goes, that middle section really reminded me of early U2. All right. Um, you know, the, the way the guitar, what, what is it that the edge is in a chorus? I, something he, cause I'm not a guitar guy. I yeah. have a guitar, but I don't, you know, I'm a plug into the Marshall amp and that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, like what is that effect? You know, that, that echoey, like it has that. That kind of, yeah, it's kind of, like, kind of reverby sort of. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, um, the ending did too of this. Yeah. Really, yeah. Actually, like, really reminded me of, uh, of you two um, great version of this song. Mm-hmm. I can't tell which version I think is superior, but it's, I love this, the song. Yeah. And I think that what they did with these rough mixes or what these rough, these rough mixes already gave the, gave the appropriate feel for the song. Like it fits the feeling of the ledge. Yeah. Yeah. One more like kind of, thing I want to just put out there to listeners was that when we did, you know, the original mix of this on album three, um, we noted that a, a friend of the pod noted that there were brought to our attention that there were similarities between this song and the Ramones, I Want to Live. Um, I'd just like to reopen that question to listeners, put the ledge next to the Ramones, I Want to Live, and uh, see if you hear the similarities. Yeah. And like we said, too, same year. Yeah. Signed by the same guy, Seymour Stein. Yeah. Same record label. Kind of funny. Um, so up next is IOU. Dude, this mix is awesome. That piano part is awesome. I wish that stayed in the album mix. Like, I mean, I'm glad that we have both versions of it, but I think it sounds awesome. Yeah. I said it's weird not hearing this as the opening track, though. Yeah. Like yeah, having it like the sequencing is is unusual. Yeah, I agree though. That piano that that should have kept. I guess can I say like this version might be superior to the album version? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I would co-sign on that. It's always weird to say because like I don't want to diminish, like like we said, I don't want to take anything away from the the final version of the album that we know and love and have loved for you know years. But man, some of these like really I think enhanced the songs yeah yeah and it doesn't necessarily have to be like one version's better or the worse i don't know i have a four-year-old daughter and like we we're talking about like you know holidays the other day and i was like well what's your favorite halloween candy and she was like all of the halloween candy you know and that's kind of like how i feel about going through this stuff. yeah no it's, it's a good point and like you know uh, it's more and yeah, maybe not even better but maybe maybe if i was making a mix i'd be like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna mix it up pun intended, and put the uh, rough mix of IOU on this mix instead of the album version. Something like that. Yeah. Next up, we have Can't Hardly Wait. So I will say this one, to me, 
I didn't hear too much different. And maybe it's just because there's so many versions of this song out there mm-hmm. that they sort of, when you're looking at it from this point of view, they sort of like blend together. But uh, I just said, you know, it still sounds great. It's still one of the all time greatest songs ever written. Um, but I didn't really hear anything that popped out as crazy. Yeah. The one thing that stood out to me was that it sounded like there was more string parts in this one that are awesome. Okay, yeah, maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't catch that yeah. uh, when I was playing. But yeah, this one, as, at least compared to some of the other ones, I didn't hear too much of a difference. Yeah. Yeah, that was just the one thing that stood out to me. There was, there was more, like, more of the string parts that I would love to. I, I, I really like that. I think this is yeah. definitely stands right next to the version that ends up on the album for me. Yeah. And uh, who knows, by the end of this, by the end of playing this, when I was doing the research for the episode, I think uh, my youngest was like bothering me about something. So <laughs> I might have <laughs> been like not, uh, not all there, right? Yeah. Um, so up next is your favorite, Nightclub well, Jitters. <laughs> okay, so I feel like I, mean, I, might, I might get Matt Berline back in my court because I actually think this is one of the songs that um, really this version of it made me appreciate it even more. This version's like, it's loungier, it's like schmaltzier, there's like more horns. I feel like this version of it, they took, in my mind, this more accurately captures, I mean, who am I to say? I don't know what the replacements were going for when they wrote and recorded the song, but like, I feel like this kind of more accurately captures the like schmaltzy, loungy nightclub vibe to me. Well, I agree with that. I mean, I because I didn't have anything too much to add. This one, you know, it's a cool song. Like it's, you know, um, it's because it's it's one of these things where it's a band doing something that they never did before and didn't really do anything too much like this after. I mean, yeah. did they? Like, you know, uh, the last. Uh, which is, I think, the final track on All Shook Down, sort of has that loungy, like, feel. Not as much as this, but you know what I mean? Like, the piano and Paul singing in that way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a cool track, and I like this mix. Yeah, and, like, here's where you hear, like, the, you know, the the Tom Waits influence a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So next up, we have Skyway. So, to me, this one, I didn't really hear any difference or is yeah. it very negligible negligible yeah yeah i'm i'm with you i was so I, I perhaps could have poured over it a little bit more but it sounded pretty similar to the original one to me but it's a great song nonetheless yeah i mean this it's a it's a beautiful song yeah um and uh you know it it uh I mean, it's really just what Paul on an acoustic guitar, right? Like how much different could it be unless they added some kind of um, crazy stuff in the background? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? There's not the much, there's not much they can do. Yeah. And then we have the uh, final track, Cool Water. Cool Water. So this is obviously another one, clearly, uh, clearly a B-side. Um, cool, cool song. Chris Mars singing, right? Yeah. Um, but I guess I don't listen to the to the original mix enough. You know, I've obviously heard the original mix many times, but not as much, you know, for every 
one time that I listened to Cool Water, you know, the, the B-side that we've known for years, I listened to the Please to Meet Me record 10 times. So yeah. um, I didn't notice too many different things, but again, I, you know, a side-by-side comparison maybe um, would tell a different story. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I don't know. Something that stood out to me and I don't know if I was just sort of more present to this detail because nightclub jitters was three songs before it, but I kind of catch more of a like Tom Waits, like small change era um, vibe in this version of the song. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But yeah, it's, but yeah, it's really a cool song. Yeah, it is. It, 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 and, you know, it's, it's fun and it's cool, like, for Chris Mars, I think, to, to get out there and do vocals. That's always, a, I think, a difficult thing for – it's got to be for someone that's in a band and you're not the vocalist and then yeah. you sing on this track, you know, yeah. a track. Uh, like when the – like when – I don't know, to, like, you know, reference an earlier episode, but, like, when Dave Barbie sings on, like, a Sugar song. Right, yeah. Although this one, like we said, didn't make the album. And I can, yeah. I can again, see why. Because to me, this song also doesn't fit the album. No, no. It's a cool, I'm glad we have it. It's a cool song. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the album. That's, that's the Please to Meet Me rough mixes. Like we said, they still recorded end of 86, Jim Dickinson. Um, you know, like we, it's a neat interpretation and uh, it's really cool on the box set to have that on on vinyl. Yeah. So there's something that we should have maybe consulted before hitting the record button, Greg. But did you want to pick a favorite song off this? I feel like we have yeah. to. Yeah, we have to. It's, we got to stay on brand, my friend. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, this was actually pretty close for me. I'm going to go with Birthday Gal. I think it's an awesome song. I think it fits perfectly in like the second half of the replacements catalog. Um, it's super catchy. Like I would listen to it regularly. I don't think it's like, you know, something that isn't of a higher quality than the rest of their music. Um, I could see why it just wouldn't have ended up on the album because maybe it didn't fit what they were thinking about the album sounding like. Um, but Birthday Guys, my number one hit. My number two hit. Gonna I was going to say, pick pick one that wasn't on the final, and then I say we can pick one that uh, we really enjoy that was on the final album, but we like the mix as well. Yeah, I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going with Nightclub Jitters, just because I think they really brought that song, they brought all the cool elements of that song out for me on this version of it. Cool. All right, so I guess it's my turn, huh? Yeah. I'm in the hot seat. So uh, <laughs> my mine is Kick It In. As far as one that's not, uh, that wasn't on the final album. It's a great song. Uh, just a fun song. And, you know, I mean, that chorus is so catchy. It get caught in your head. And then, man, I had a tough time deciding which. So I'm, I'm trying to think of, so like, for instance, The Ledge is one of my favorite replacement songs. And I love this version. But I'm not going to choose it as my hot track because I already, I already chose it. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the, the rough mix of Valentine. Okay. I love that. I love that organ. Yeah. Um, I think it adds something to it. And uh, so yeah, kick it in and Valentine. Cool. Love it, man. All right. Well, that's it for this week. 
Um, thanks for listening, folks. We'll say this time. We'll say this. That's it for this year. <laughs> yeah, good call. Good call. We can't we say a, we. We can't really say week anymore. No, you know? we have a pretty casual attitude here. Over at you know, well, you know, what we do on where it went that we can do. We say this time. I like it because like then, it. then you have uh, you you open yourself up to whatever. But um, so, what are we gonna do next time? Which will be hopefully in early January. Yeah. Yeah, next time is a, is a is an important record for Husker Du fans, an important record for me. Next time we're going to do Flip Your Wig. Yes, because we, we, we got to start the year off with a heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let us know what, you know, I'm going to say let's keep this a little interactive. Send us messages on an Instagram or email. Um, you know, the Instagram, uh, like I mentioned before, but I'll mention again, is, you know, at something to do podcast which one do you want us to do after flip your wig do you want us to do an interview episode again we haven't had an interview in a while we have some cool people that are on our list to talk to but uh what do you want you know what do you guys want to hear um let us know like what should we do after flip your wig do you want more interviews do you want uh more sidebars because like i said i'm i'm chomping at the bit to get uh goo goo dolls um superstar car wash you know well what what do people want to hear yeah so hopefully everyone has a has a nice end of year nice holiday season yeah take it Um, easy 2020 has been rough on you yeah and and hopefully 2021 can uh let us see the return of some normalcy yeah not all but some love it it'll be a new day rising that's right God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Dude, did you get anything done for tonight?